Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. A 40% boost in officers, British staff working in French control rooms, drones and even night vision capabilities. Those are just some of the measures announced as part of the new deal between the UK and France to tackle immigration, as figures show 40,000 people have made the dangerous trip across the Channel so far this year. The deal also includes a pledge to invest in French reception and removal centres for migrants who are prevented from making the crossing to the UK. On top of this new deal, Britain and France have agreed to encourage more European countries to cooperate on the issue, organising a meeting of the Calais Group of neighbouring countries as soon as possible. So, will this new deal actually cut down the number of dangerous channel crossings being made? And could we see a European-wide deal to crack down on people smugglers and support asylum seekers? Joining me now is the Evening Standard's Home Affairs editor, Martin Bentham. So, Martin, first of all, can you just talk us through some of the detail of this new deal between the UK and France? The important elements of it are that there are going to be increased patrols by the French officers along the French coastline. So there's going to be 200 to 300 officers, a 40% increase in patrols, apparently, we're told, and also more equipment provided by us of drones and other other equipment to try to help detect and stop people before they set off, because once they've set off, they can't be turned back. And also, one of the critical new things in this is that there will be British officers stationed alongside French officers in France in control rooms, not engaging in patrols as perhaps uh, we might ideally like, but actually working on the intelligence side there to look at the control rooms and help to oversee the operations on the French border. And then finally, there is expanded working intelligence working by law enforcement agencies, presumably, although they they don't say so, the National Crime Agency doing more work to add to that work that it's already doing to tackle the people smuggling gangs, which is not just tackling them in France, but tackling them all the way through Europe to try to stop them bringing people into France in the first place. So those are the elements, and there'll be an extra payment by us for the previous financial year. It's going up to £63 million, so an extra eight and a bit million pounds being paid by us to to help the French. So what's new about this deal compared with previous deals between the two countries to tackle the immigration situation? The crucial difference probably is, well, A, the increased numbers of patrols and so on, and most importantly, perhaps the joint working in France. Now, 
we've had lots of deals before. This is the fourth deal that's been arranged. Uh, Suella Bravman herself today and indeed Rishi Sunak both have said that it won't fix the problem overnight. Not a silver bullet is the phrase that Suella Bravman has used. Uh, I think she's right. Some of the rhetoric that's been attached to some of these deals in the past when Priti Patel was Home Secretary has not been borne out by the facts. Clearly, numbers have increased, not decreased. The French have increased their detections of small boat crossings, but the number of small boat crossings has gone up even faster. So it's clearly part of a picture. But as the head of the Immigration Services Union, Lucy Morton, pointed out today, there are some missing elements in the deal, one of which is any agreement to return people to France. So that's a problem, of course. Therefore, the problem will remain that people will still want to come to this country to try to make an asylum claim, some because they're fleeing refuge, some, according to the government and the facts show as well, some people coming because they want a better life here, may not be entitled to asylum, but they want to come and, and work here, live here for all number, any number of reasons. And that traffic is likely to, to continue. Now, the crucial thing, I suppose, is from a government point of view, can they stop enough, and they and the French stop enough traffic across the channel to make it unviable for the people traffickers to operate that route? The French assessment has been, which the Home Office appears to share, that if you can stop 75% of attempted journeys, then that in itself will be sufficient to, to stop the people smugglers but at the moment, the success rate of the French is nowhere near that. It's something around, it was around 50%. I think it's down slightly below that at the moment. Uh, you mentioned the the 75% sort of target, really, that the, the French officials have discussed. We know James Cleverly today sort of refused to specify a target on migrant crossings. Has the UK given any indication? Do you think they will go along with that hopeful aim of 75%? Well, I don't know if it's if that's our target. Certainly, the French authorities, uh, according to our Home Office officials at a briefing we had a while ago, suggested that was what the French believed would be sufficient to stop the business model. I don't think it matters to us what the precise percentage is. What matters to us is that we do break the business model of the people smugglers so that that traffic stops. And of course, patterns change. And the reason the small boat crossings have become so prevalent is that one of the reasons, anyway, is that because patterns change, what has ha- what happened a few years ago was that people were coming across in lorries, jumping on the back of lorries, coming through the Channel Tunnel. And as anybody who's travelled across the Channel will know, that route has become very, very hard for people to get across because there are massive fences there. There's a very big security operation. And so it is possible to prevent things. Now, it's not quite as easy to do that across the French coast. But, of course, if you can get upstream, bust the people smugglers models detect some of the people behind this which does happen the national crime agency has had arrests of people in this country who are in the people smuggling gangs operating at this end of the of the equation and there have been international operations involving the national crime agency and their international counterparts to arrest people overseas involved in this so whether the 75 percent target that the french apparently uh, have thinking that's uh, that's sufficient to bust the business model is the precise figure or not. I think clearly our aspiration would be, as a government, to make it unviable for the people smuggling gangs to do this. We know Rishi Sunak told journalists that immigration and the economy are his top two targets, top two jobs he's focusing on at the moment. Do you think these measures that have been announced as part of this deal are more or less extreme than was expected? 
they're certainly not extreme, are they? I'm not sure what exactly we were expecting. We were, we've certainly been talk of a deal. It's another step forward. But I would, I would suggest it's a relatively measured step forward in the sense of it's building on things that we've done before. It's not some dramatic, great sweeping change that's going to alter the situation overnight. It's a, an incremental improvement on perhaps what we had before. A great cost to the taxpayer, of course, but the cost to the taxpayer of the, if you're looking at it purely in financial terms, of people coming over here and all the accompanying costs of that is even greater, of course. So from a purely financial point of view, it's probably cost effective. We can be more effective at stopping these problems. The other point to just make on the back of that is, is that lots of people would say one of the big problems is that what happens at this end and that the asylum system itself, when people get here, is completely broken and that there's a, a huge backlog of well over 100,000 cases is people do know that if they come over here that it's often very hard to remove them. They're going to be here for a long time while the claims are processed, not necessarily in very good conditions that we've seen at Manston. And, and even when they move to hotels, it's, it's a far from ideal situation for all them, any number of reasons, for the migrants themselves, for the public authorities who have to cope with housing and accommodating all the additional burdens that that might bring. So it's a, a major problem at this end. And, and what happens at this end, the processing of the claims is not efficient enough. And then the removal of those who aren't entitled to be here clearly is a massive problem as well and, and just isn't happening to the level that it needs to do. Let's take a break now. In part two, we'll hear from former head of UK Border Force, Tony Smith. One of the risks to this new agreement with France is that the smugglers will move their um, operations up into Belgium or into Holland or to other points of disembarkation. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Joining me now is former head of UK Border Force, Tony Smith. So, Tony, first of all, what do you make of this new deal between the UK and France? So I think it's a step in the right direction. I spent um, over 40 years working in the Home Office Immigration Department in its various manifestations and um, always had a very good working relationship with our colleagues on the French side. Uh, we concluded a number of agreements with them on things like the juxtaposed controls. We have Border Force operate, uh, operating in Calais and Dunkirk. The French come to Dover. 
And, you know, we've done a lot of work with them actually on uh, port security at uh, those ports. And I think that's one of the reasons why the smuggling gangs have taken to the boats, because we've done rather well between us on stopping irregular migration coming through the port. So the more we can do, you know, in terms of joint operations and joint working, which is what this deal advocates, the better, uh, in my view. How does this deal compare to previous deals that have been made, perhaps that you've been uh, involved with as well? So all of the ones that I was involved with dealt with the legal routes across the channel. That's people coming by ferry, you know, in cars or across through the through the tunnel, you know, where passports are usually involved. And, um, you know, then people would try and come in perhaps with somebody else's passport or not or, or hide in the back of a lorry or in a car somewhere. And those were the problems we were dealing with in my time. And so, you know, those were quite effective because between us and the French, we were able to offload people on the French side, you see. So you can't claim asylum in the UK if you're in France. You need to be within the jurisdiction. So those measures were quite effective in stopping people coming across from France to claim asylum in the UK. So, you know, this deal differs in that this is trying to tackle a different problem which is people not coming through the ports. They're not coming on ferries or through the tunnel like everybody else does. They're actually taking to small boats, dinghies, and in usually paying you know money to smugglers. It's extremely dangerous. We have had drownings. And so this is now an attempt for the border force to work alongside, shoulder to shoulder, if you like, with the French gendarmerie, to track and stop people launching these small boats on the French side. So although we've given them some funding for that in the past, we haven't actually been involved directly in the tactical operation of deployment of resources, use of technology, etc., to try and you know stop the boats in the first place and disable them. So I think the government's ambition here is to ensure that we beef up that capability, that we work more closely at operational level with our friends in France to put the smugglers out of business. And so I think it may well have an effect. It won't stop the boats altogether, but it may well have an effect on numbers. We know the UK and France are trying to schedule this meeting, gather this Calais group of other European countries, neighbouring European countries. Um, Can you see more deals, in a way, in a sense, being made between more countries in that collaborative effort? I hope so. Because one of the dangers or one of the risks to this new agreement with France is that the smugglers will move their um, operations up into Belgium or into Holland or to other points of disembarkation. And although the journey across will be longer, I don't think that will deter them because they have no regard for human life. They're just really in it for the money. We do need to bring the Calais group together. We need to be part of that. We need to put our differences about Brexit behind us. Uh, To me, this isn't about Brexit. This is about a collaborative approach between border force, border agencies from friendly countries behind this, this joint mission. So I do understand that much more intensity has been put in to getting the UK enforcement agencies back into the Calais group and a much wider conversation with the EU about what are we going to do about human smuggling and international organised crime on our joint border. We know French officials have talked about stopping 75% of boat crossings. Do you think that's an achievable target, as it were? The honest answer to that is I don't know, uh, really. Uh, The figures I have is that they have stopped 30,000 crossing uh, this year which is up 50% on last year so they are they are stopping more but of course there's nothing to stop the migrants continuing to try 
and you know 40,000 have made it across. So if you use those figures, I think the first target would be to tip that balance so that the prevention figure is higher than the crossing figure. How far up that scale they can go, I think the proof of that pudding will be very much in the eating. And I don't think they're going to either side, we're going to see either side commit to a numerical target here. I think ministers are saying they want to reduce the number of boat crossings from the number this year, which we expect to be 50,000 to something like 20, 20 levels of two years ago. But that doesn't mean they're going to stop the boats altogether. But that would have a significant impact upon our ability to process the numbers. Because as you know, it's virtually impossible right now in Kent to process the numbers that are coming sometimes at the rate of a thousand a day. One quite interesting element of this deal is uh, the talk of using technology, introducing things like drones and night vision capability. Can you see that kind of tech becoming more and more prevalent in this kind of operation? Do you think more technology will be used going forward to help with this kind of border force patrols? Absolutely. I think technology is a huge asset to us. And I think that's probably understated in this deal. But what I think people need to understand is that we have those technologies. Our ability to deploy those uh, technologies on French territory has been impaired thus far. But now we have political agreement to do that with their agreement. I think those technologies, like you say, uh, radar, surveillance, tracking capabilities, predictive analysis, all of this stuff wasn't available to me uh, in my time in service. I, I wish it was, having looked at it but it is very very impressive indeed and i think it could well you know make a significant dent in the smuggling gangs operations if it's properly deployed uh, managed and uh, you know we have a proper command and control system in place which is exactly what this deal advocates so i i, I am hopeful that that will have an effect yes There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.